Welcome to the Barefoot to Emmaus synopsis episode lit on gender one, our first conversation about gender. So we cover a whole lot in this episode, starting with breaking down some of the basics of the conversation. So thinking about gender on multiple levels, we start with biological sex. And from that, we move externally to gender identity. These are constructions of identity uh, typically within our binaristic system as man and woman, as opposed to male and female, which would be biological sex. But then you also have gender expression. And these are traits that are attributed to the gender identities of man and woman that we call masculinity and femininity. And one of the important bases of this conversation that we spend a lot of time digging out is this idea of gender as a social construct. What that means is not that it's fake, that it's not real, but that the meaning that it has is something that is produced within social interactions within society. So we know what it is to be a man because of what society says it is, rather than it being some objective reality or something that is inherently imbued in biology. And this complicates the way that we relate to it because gender is obviously not something that the entirety of people who are prescribed a certain gender identity fit within it in terms of gender expression, the attributes of gender identity. So that you have masculine women or you have feminine men or you have traits that can't be categorized into masculine or feminine. And so all of this starts to break down and add to the complexity and nuance of this conversation. We next talk about this idea of hegemonic masculinity, that important to this conversation about gender, our understandings of gender identity and gender expression are all formed within a patriarchal system in which there is power that is assigned to manhood and therefore power in masculinity, a power that can be uh, practiced by non-men but only ever in a way that only further legitimizes the hierarchy and the goodness of manhood that is desired, that is pursued from the outside. So manhood is not threatened by women performing masculinity. Manhood is threatened by people who are gendered man, who look manhood in the face and say no thank you who have the have access to that power and choose to reject it by some inherent aspect of who they are in their own deeper understanding of self or in a renunciation of access to power all of it looks the same to manhood which says you this is a threat so masculinity defends masculinity Femininity also, interestingly enough, defends femininity. That women who are performing masculinity are not a threat to men or to manhood, but it does threaten this understanding of womanhood and the inherency of femininity as traits that are ascribed to womanhood. So then we talked about a queer exploration of gender, specifically how seeking, asking the questions, being willing to challenge these 
imposed socialized understandings of our gender, that is holy work. What Jesus says in Matthew 19 about the eunuch, the eunuch being a gender diverse or queer third gender category, that there are those who made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. That there is, there is active choice, participation in this. And what does this mean? One of the ways that we tease with this, this might seem eisegetic, so I'm not claiming this to be the whole interpretation or meaning of this passage, but uh, I think it's, it's powerful to reflect on our ability to even just challenge the presumption of gender as a rigid binary or as gender expressions that are inherently attached to certain gender identities, that is queer exploration and that is holy work. So we talk about eunuchs, uh, which obviously break from a binary of gender. But even so, throughout society, there have always been men and women. I don't know of any society that even with a third gender does not have man and woman as categories that are almost inherently tied to biological sex. So as powerful and important and significant as this queering journey for all of us to break down these binaristic norms, there's also something very real that we have to reflect on this question of, okay, why has man and woman existed throughout all of history if it's just an entire farce? And so we wrestle with that question, but I actually propose an interesting thought that throughout society, we actually haven't had a binary, we've had a trinary. And no, I'm not talking about a third gender like eunuch. I'm talking about another way that humans are gendered without even using the language of gender, and that's children. So my theory that I propose in this episode is that child is actually the third gender category. Now, really briefly, what I mean by that is there are certain gendered full traits that are ascribed to children, like playfulness, curiosity, silliness, things that when adults lean into, people say stop being like a child, right? There's this sense that there is a genderful performance that doesn't fit manhood or womanhood, but fits that of a child. So we spend a little bit of time unpacking that really out there idea. And then finally, we, we land with this idea of gender is the most intimate expression of self. This is what I say, that gender is something that is coming from our deepest place within. The, the Imago Dei as it is filtered into this world through the lens of our body, through the lens of um, materialism, that what, what, what is our stuff? What is our stuff that is coming out? I, I think the language of gender is a really beautiful way to understand that. So we have gender. There's all, there are also traits that are gendered. And by gendered, I just mean gender full things that are put into specific rigid boxes, typically man and woman, but even child. But that's all gendered actions. As soon as it has the label, the category, all of it is still gender and gender full without those labels, without those boxes of gender identity. And so if gender then is this most intimate expression of self that is internally sourced as opposed to externally, which means there's still culture, there are other aspects of our social positionality, race, uh, class, 
ability, all of these things that shape the way that we engage with the world that are socially categorized from the outside that shape us. But there's also something coming from within us. And that's what I want to call gender. So we end the episode just kind of wrestling with this together. Is this a liberating way to think about gender? Or is this overselling the power of gender by tying it too closely to the sense of self? Rather than accepting and embracing the oneness of our deepest sense of self, that we are all imago day bearers, we are all human, and that human is our deepest and most intimate self, not necessarily gender that might even atomize and separate us down to the individual level. So there's a lot there, obviously. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Please check out our episode.